love my singing voice, Gary. You love my singing voice? Are you going to do the Nick Cage now? All right, so oh, good. Jerry's trying to Let's do go. Nick Cage, Donnie, and uh, Donnie, everybody else, I want to say <laughs> welcome to the shenanigans that is Crashing Game Night this week on this uh, pre-4th of July episode that we are doing. My name is Matt Diorio. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Gerard Barrera. Hey, happy 4th of July, my freaking nerds! And we've got a Hawkeye back there, Theo Wolski, messing around with his bow because he's got nothing else better to do. That's right, it's called multitasking, son. <laughs> hey, hey, Avengers, I don't know what to do. I'm out of arrows. And then we've got uh, Jason over here, Jason Bolidio, that is taking some time away from Final Fantasy fourteen to join us. How's it going? So... First off is let's go ahead and just start in with the the movies, guys. Um, Hold on, real quick. Who says that he's taking a break from Shadowbringers right now? He could be multitasking too. That is true. Jason is not that good though. (laughs) Oh no, it's not that. You'll hear a lot of clicking, a lot of keyboarding. He he needs. I need to take darn mechanical keyboards. Jeez. I know, right? Click clack, annoying things. So. Let's kick it off with with some Spider-Man. Um, Spidey, Jerry, Theo, you guys went and saw it. Now yeah. let's let's not talk about spoilers since it just came out, yep. and yeah. two of us haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. um, what's your impressions? Absolutely amazing. I have I've, to say, it was definitely, um, in my perspective, it was better, if not as good as Homecoming. Yeah. Oh, really? I I totally thought it was better than Homecoming. Hands I, down, well, I mean, better. I mean, for the like, for everyone who who's out there, they're all gonna have an opinion. But I just think, I mean, it's I think that's still gonna entice people to go if it's if it's not better, it's as good. But I think it was better. I think it was better I than Homecoming. I would I would almost fight to say it's one of the best Spider Mans yet. In comparison uh, to, I think for the, me, in Homecoming in comparison and, and to Far the Maguires and the, the Garfields, uh, yes, and the Garfields. I, so, I totally agree. I think they were primarily better. like I. I loved how they did Mysterio in this movie. I felt like they they did a great. Was it telling, wasn't that wasn't that pure Mysterio, Theo? That yeah, was pure it, Mysterio. It was so pure great. Mysterio yeah. with everything, and like I don't know, I don't know. It's it's really hard to not give anything away, but Let, it's let's definitely just say, yeah. Let's just say like the way see. they tie him in into like the his history and the like how he finds his motivation. Let's just say that for Mysterio um, is I, I thought was like so smart did you guys catch the uh iron man one easter egg yes and one easter egg yes okay well that it's a marvel oh. movie there's going to be a lot of easter eggs there's, a lot there's, of there's, there's yeah. probably like 50 um, no. easter eggs like there always are yeah, also right. um how are the end scenes uh i in your only, opinions at least stayed long enough for the mid why? I went. I saw both. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna hate yourself, Theo. I mean, wow. I just didn't want 
too. I, I was astounded. I was really astounded cool. by the mid credit one. I so there, so there, are after, cool. there are after credits all the way. At but the, the after credits really like yeah. They're is, they're, uh, the they're kind of epic. It is the one that's after like actually hinting towards Saga Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh yeah, they've been leaked all over the place. Because well yeah, that's what I figured, and I'd end up wa- watching it that way. But I mean, the mid credit scene was definitely particular to the Spider Man series, which was nice, and I'm interested to see how that ends up working out. The o- you know the only thing that I I didn't like the very end of that scene. I didn't Why? agree. I didn't agree with it. Well. Keep it to yourselves, guys, because yeah, yeah. why, why don't you agree with it? Just that, like, just prefer, where they're hitting with Spider-Man? Or? No, I, I understand that it creates more conflict for Spider-Man in, in the city and in the further movies. But yeah. with that kind of reveal, I preferred the Civil War reveal. Which okay. there is a... From the comics. That which talk with that being said, Jerry, there's a lot of talk that it's going to start paralleling to Civil War. Mm, may, I mean, maybe they they yeah. already kind of went off the went off the comic books a little bit yeah. when it came to that. But um, Wait, the continuation of the Spider-Man story or the next saga, the continuation of the Spider-Man story. I'm uh, pretty sure it's not going to continue alongside Civil War. That's what I'm saying. I don't think so either. I mean, Civil War technically happened five years before the before the events of Far From Home. No, no, no. We're talking about the comic Civil War. Oh, yeah. The, oh, okay. Yeah, not not Civil War as in Captain America well, Civil I, War, but as I, in the comic Civil War. Well, I continue to keep the comic and the Marvel c- cinematic mm-hmm. universe completely separate. You have to. As I do you too. Probably should, anyways. Yeah, I mean, just it's just more as a yeah as a reference, but I preferred the way Spider-Man was revealed in Civil War in the comic, how he revealed himself. Mm-hmm. I preferred that way than what happened in the end scene. Yeah. So, so let, something so a little quick. Let me get your opinion on how post Blip Fury is in the movie. How'd you uh, feel that, about Fury? Well, hold That's on. Why you, you can't need talk to about see the end scene, yes. bro. You cannot talk about Fury in the movie in. without the end credit. Yeah, you but can't. No, yes, you no, can. No, you cannot. Yes, you no, can. you no, just you really can. how with just how Fury was. Yes, no. you can. No, nope. cannot. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I yeah, will slap you, can. you. And it's a huge yeah. reveal. You can, you can't. No. I'm telling you, go see the end scene, and you'll know. Yes, you'll know why. Anyways, something more important, guys. Bill and Ted's three started filming this week in New Orleans. No way. Yes way. <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Even the even the information of the location is interesting. Yeah. Ed oh, Solomon God. tweeted out uh, some set photos and stuff. And uh, wow, yeah, they, I wonder what they're doing in New Orleans. That's going to be sick because this is going to be a very I think it's going to be a very musical driven kind of movie. And it is because yeah. um, it is one of those things that they have um, 
said that the storyline is going to be is that they're middle aged. They still haven't made a hit yet. And because of that, the very fabric of the universe is tearing apart. Yeah. Like they have to, they still haven't written their, their swan song. And that's what they, the, the future has been waiting for, (laughs) for them to, to, yeah. Yeah. So they've added in, um, some, uh, new names and everything to the, to the cast and stuff as well as they've been kind of zeroing in. Yeah. That's to be expected. Um, so we'll do the rundown on the cast. So of course, Keanu, um, Samara weaving is going to be playing, uh, Bill's daughter, Thea. Oh my gosh. Um, the, (laughs) is it Anthony Kerrigan that, uh, he's actually joined the, uh, the cast as well. Um, the original actor for uh, Death is back for it. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. He's going to be back in it. Uh, Jema Mays, who played Miss Pillsbury in Glee, is Princess Joanna. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, you've got um, Hal Landon um, is back as Captain Logan. So that ought to be interesting oh, to see what his dad's like. <laughs> uh, they added Kid Cuddy to the the mix. Um, Missy is back for it. Okay. Oh, and it Missy. is the actress who played Missy, so <laughs> nice. she's back as well. So um, they just keep adding more people to it as they keep getting moving along further into this. So um, I'm excited. I am. Oh, I am. So really oh man. I'm excited to see what Anthony Kerrigan brings to the movie because he's he's a, I don't know if you've if you guys have seen Barry, but he is amazing in that show. I have not. Nope. Oh man, he is he's hilarious. It's interesting though because he plays you know Kyle Nimbus in Flash. He played Victor Saz in Gotham, which he he wasn't allowed to do that. That uh, that character justice because that show was awful. Yeah, it's it's Gotham. So That's, I watched one episode of it in the beginning, and I was like, "Yeah, this is trash." They they were actually okay for the first like two seasons, and then when like the villains took over the city, it just got ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It got so ridiculous. So let's move into the 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 gaming industry. Because it's actually been a, a pretty decent, busy week the last week. So um, so two days ago, uh, it was announced by Remedy, who is the creators of Max Payne, Alan Wake, forthcoming uh, Game Control, that they have secured the rights for Alan Wake from Microsoft. Um, this will mm. allow them to publish the game on whatever platform they want. Uh, it's also due in part to them recording 2.5 million euros, which is approximately um, 2.8 million U.S. Uh, in royalties for the first half of the year. So per their contract with Microsoft for the rights, they were able to get the rights back. Oh, nice. Mm. So I hope this means really good things for um, Alan Wake, because that is honestly it was one of my favorite games on the on the Xbox just the story and everything. So it would be nice to see that come to the world of, you know, PS4 or even more so, you know, bring it to the switch to Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Microsoft, um, 
they did announce their games for gold, um, which honestly it's extremely lackluster yet again, which is, it doesn't surprise me. They don't do anything really big. So they're doing inside for the entire month. They're doing big crown, which is another indie title from July 16th through August 15th. Castlevania symphony of the night is the only real big one. Um, that's July 1st to the 15th and then meet the Robinsons the last half of the month. That's it. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. Other other rumors are going around is that Project Lockhart, um, which was that mid tier Xbox that they were kind of doing, um, has been put on hold, and they're looking at going with a uh, streaming only variant, which will just be strictly streaming. That's it. Uh, and the rumor is is that it's potentially going to be priced at or below what Stadia is going to cost you to get up and running. So a year hmm. looking at. Possibly eighty to hundred bucks for the system. Yeah. So I mean, if it's for if it's for streaming, then I guess you know it will help good. some of the stream community. But what else? Yeah. You're gonna, I mean, what else going to get for it? I think you know, with the CEO of Take Two came out and said he doesn't see streaming taking off for a while, just because of the platform, how many people don't have internet. You know, it's it's a lot to come up with. So now. On the Microsoft realm, uh, Theo, you decided to do the uh, Game Pass for PC uh, beta testing. Um, how did that go for you? Oh, my God. It was so awful. <laughs> so, was that the thing from uh, E3? So, yeah. So, so Jason graciously did uh, Amazingly. The, acti- the activity he did amazing, that was amazing. at the uh, Xbox show at e3 and got me a scratch ticket that got me a free uh 12 months of xbox game pass ultimate so that gives me pc gold and uh game pass for xbox so i was like why not give it a shot i i i like i like gaming on my pc see what kind of games that they're kind of providing so i uh download the installer for it and it requires you to update your version of windows 10 i was like all right fine that's not such a big deal midst of installing this updated version my pc continuously will blue screen after two minutes exactly two minutes after boot up (laughs) oh wow what Yes, it would continuously do that, and it would uh, always come up with the same stop code that is related to a uh, USB plugged in, and I didn't figure it out because I was too annoyed with the blue screen. <laughs> and ended up reading up more. Ended up reading up more that apparently uh, Microsoft intentionally set up the update of windows to not work with particular Bluetooth, um, peripherals. Oh, really? No. So I have a feeling that my Bluetooth adapter that I have in my computer is what's causing the issue for the update. But apparently that was intentional by Microsoft and I'm, I haven't quite decided whether or not I'm going to go ahead and do the game pass or not. Wow. That's, that's so weird. Cause normally 
if they do lock out a Bluetooth thing, it would should be just like, oh, like our competitor kind of stuff. Well, right. you but, know, Microsoft's locking things down, though, right now, because there was a story I read late last week where they have now made it so you are not allowed to use Google Docs. Really? Um, no, as far as in the company, like so. Microsoft wide, they basically told their employees you can no longer use Google Docs, and they don't want anybody using Slack anymore either. Microsoft oh. Word, Microsoft Excel only, yeah, Microsoft Office. Well, now it's uh, 365, which is yes. now you have to oh. pay monthly Correct. for Office, which is, in my opinion, ridiculous. I am not going to pay monthly for something that I maybe I only use for work primarily. Yeah. yeah. It's well, it's just uh, getting ridiculous because Microsoft is it used to be like hey it's for everybody but now it's starting to just alienate itself to just say hey mm -hmm. like it's just our people or none of your people you yeah. Apple users get out of here blah blah blah. Well, I used it. I did do the, like the the subscription for Office 365 for my iPad and my Mac when I was doing stats for uh, Final Fantasy trading card game. But I decided, you know what, though, I'm not paying seven dollars to use it like once a month for Excel. You know, right. it's and even then the functionality for it is not all that it's cracked up to be. It is not a full fledged version of Excel. It misses a couple of features anyways. So and then I haven't used 365, but I'm pretty sure 365 doesn't have VBA on it because Microsoft no longer supports VBA. Um. Ooh, that's, they they hmm, do not yeah. support it. Uh, old versions will still have it, yeah. but if you have issues with VBA, they will not help you because they do not support the use of VBA. So what are you supposed to build your macros with now? You still use VBA. I mean, it's there for <laughs> well, if 2013 you have the newest version, and 2016. But, but if, if you're stuck with if you're stuck with purely with 365. Without a desktop version, you will not have VBA. <laughs> that sounds like the worst, like double-edged sword. <laughs> like <you're laughs> that's yeah, write... all of that just sounded so counterintuitive. Yeah, like of I mean, course, yeah, it, for Microsoft. Like, let's let's completely remove the ability <laughs> for people to automate yeah. their stuff to make themselves efficient. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Yeah, all of that just sounded so ridiculous. Like, yes, yes, that sounds like Microsoft right there. Mm -hmm. Oh man, because I because we have yeah. 2016 at my work, but we have a desktop version, so I still mm -hmm. have VBA. But you can't, I can't do VBA on like uh, Excel Online. I can't do that. Yeah, and Excel Online's missing a lot of things too, compared to the desktop versions. So, I you know it is Microsoft. They kind of march to their own drum anymore in the PC realm and they are moving everything to kind of like a service industry now. Um, but let's move on to the other one of the big three with Sony. Um, we did talk about um, Far From Home and in an update to Insomniac's fantastic Spider-Man game, um, Peter's upgraded suit and the stealth suit are now available. <laughs> So there was an update this week um, that updated and dropped those two suits into the game. So they're available. Oh, did you, the two suits from Far From Home? Yes. Yeah. Far From Home. 
So did you hear about why um, Tom Holland loved having the stealth suit for the movie? No. Because it had a zipper, so he could take piss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Well, that totally makes sense. I mean, I'd be okay with that, too. I mean... <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was on Graham Norton with Tom Hanks, and he was like, uh, it only took me five movies to get a zipper. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's it's surprising how how common that is, like, the greatest thing for for uh, right? for the you actors. Hear that a like, lot for right? actors. <laughs> like, like oh, this was Lawrence the best for Mystique. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or like about um, peeing into a funnel. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing with uh, Christian Bale. I think during the Dark Knight was that um, uh, he he tries to be as professional as possible, but there was one time that like he felt bad that everyone had to wait for him. But he had to ask, like, a PA, like, I need you to help me with the suit. I, like, the moment he walked out, he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so he asked, <laughs> yeah. he asked, like, a PA or someone, like, uh, brother, I need you to help me with the suit. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, like, with that, with that in mind, I do give hats off to bridesmaids all over the world that help out the brides with peeing in their wedding dresses. Because like, that's a thing. That's that a is- normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> So let's 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 talk a little bit about PlayStation Plus. In a very very rare move by Sony, they removed Pro Evolution Soccer on Monday from the offerings. What for the month? And they replaced it with Detroit Become Human, which honestly I think is a better game. But sweet, um, I I got Detroit. (laughs) I got Detroit now. Well, and if you've been getting your getting them all this time you also have heavy rain and beyond two souls as well because those they came out for those for free in the past as well yeah i'm really bad about consistently doing it every month you used uh, to just go in every month okay I'm i used to yeah but like um usually i'd go in like too early in the month and then i just forget later and then i gave up <laughs> so they haven't really said they haven't said why they did it um but it, it's just interesting that they did because the World Cup is going on right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which the U.S. is going for its second World Cup championship in a row. Um, in what division, though? Uh, the world. This is the World no, Cup. No, 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 no. But like girls are, or women. oh, this is women's. Women. The only, okay, yeah. the only women. The only soccer team for the U.S. that actually wins anything. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was say. It's the women's, right? <laughs> I should like, hear a lot more. About they have scored. The yeah, <laughs> they have scored first within 12 minutes of every game in the World Cup right now, uh, this year. Yeah, they're killing it. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, Megan uh, Rapino is just going off. You know, she's made. I've watched a couple of the games. You know, here and there, and it just like some of the kicks she's, you know, on the shots that she's making is ridiculous. It's like, oh, I'm gonna kick a free kick, and it's just gonna bend oh so slightly so the goalie can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so some sad news came today um, in the world of Sony in that um, John Drake, the head of global portfolio strategy and content acquisition, uh, announced that today was his last day. Oh, and or just he's moving on to other things um 
which it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he'll say what he's going up to or he's going to start doing next week. Um, but he's been doing a lot of stuff for what's good games and his wife, Andrea Renee. So it wouldn't surprise me if they've just decided, Hey, why don't you come just be with us full time as a producer or something? We'll see what happens. Um, but the reason this is sad for Sony is because he was instrumental in bringing Spider-Man and Iron Man to PlayStation. Um, he was part of the launch of PlayStation VR he created the partnerships on Destiny, COD, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Monster Hunter, RE7. Um, oh, wow. so, I mean, that's a huge, that's a oh, huge that's, loss. That's a and, huge lineup too. Yeah, and I often wonder. I mean, especially with what's coming up, I'm a you know the next thing in news from some of the Wall Street Journal's reports is that it makes me wonder what's going on within Sony that they're losing some of these big names because like. Adam Boyce, who was um, the head of you know Sony there for a little while, you know he went to do Iron Galaxy, just up and poof. I'm going third party. You know Jack Trenton left. You know Andrew House has left. Now you're seeing John Drake after five years going. I'm out. So it makes me wonder what kind of is going on inside of Sony, especially now that you know we know that no nobody really knew about that Sony Microsoft deal that happened where they're going to trade, you know, tech and ideas and everything. Nobody really knew about that either. So I wonder if the decisions are coming on from high. Um, but it also makes me wonder if he just thought the direction of the PS five is not where he would envision things going because that's what I was going to, uh, well, like maybe he doesn't like the, the direction that they're going or it could be, you know, what they're, planning for the ps5 if it's and let's talk about that because there was a couple of wall street journal articles this week about the playstation 5 um one is that sony feels that the ps5 will not fail because it's just too big to be ignored Mm. i I laugh that's a pretty arrogant attitude i mean but come on it's it's arrogant but it is a bold statement and they can't really like you can't deny it like yeah I, well, it's, it's partially it, it partially really true. is true there's a lot of truth to it well granted yes. and they've got some killer first party studios but here's the thing is, is that they plan to go and court pretty much only triple a titles because they see that as the only reason gamers will buy a console is for high quality games and that's it that i find true mm. too no, because honestly, if we had all gone, if all of us had decided to go Xbox, I probably would have gone Xbox and just stuck around with it, you know. I, but I, no, okay. So I, no, Jerry, you you make that face. I'm just saying, if everybody decided that hey, the Xbox Xbox One was going to be the better system because of everything that happened with PS3 in the beginning, and we all decided, hey, that's the route we were going to go. I probably would have gone that route with everybody too. We all know that we're all Sony fans, so we probably would have done it anyways. But we also all know if we switched just because of specs, we would have slapped each other. No, that's true. I literally told Jerry many, many moons ago when we're actually working together, there's only one question you need to ask yourself as a gamer. And it's, do you play first person shooters or do you like playing first person shooters? If and your answer this is, is how yes. we sold consoles. If this is if your answer is yes, you will go to Xbox. If you say no, you will go to PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. PlayStation. I mean, I mean 
Get, that's, get, well, fair but, enough. That, but that was back in the day, though. That was no, back in the still, day because Microsoft, Microsoft held the reign over esports, and everything was on Xbox for esports, and that's what was all the first-person shooters, and everything was that. But oh. ever since PlayStation took over esports, every esport can, mm. uh, tournament that's, now that's has true. PlayStation. Yeah, that's not true. A lot of fighting games still use fighting Xbox. games are actually. So fighting games have those uh, the um, the different controllers well, that are like the arcade sticks. Hold on though, stuff. Street yeah. Fighter is actually for the new upcoming tournament. That's a that feeds into Evo. It is PC. Well, they're not I, using it on a on a console. But that doesn't. But that's not. I don't. I'm not trying to fight towards a console. But I know that the primary reason that you would used to sell Xbox for for fps was the controller well, yeah absolutely and that's still yeah. for a first you know from a first person shooter perspective the xbox controller at least the 360 one the s was pretty pretty darn tight for shooters I mean, but it just really you ask yourself that one question because yeah there would be games that came out on both systems that were the exact same but for sure at the time you know and it's still kind of true now the mm-hmm. online is a little bit stronger and faster. Oh, the online is is absolutely way, stronger on Xbox Live. Way, absolutely. You know? so, but that's also because they've got Azure. Yeah, which but I mean, Azure is just insane. It's it's mostly just saying, hey, online FPS, they're high like high speed. You know, you're not mm-hmm. you're not trying to like that one frame actually does matter. You know, and yeah. when you're playing PlayStation, everybody's playing for a story. Everyone's playing the RPG. They're not as much playing the shooters. There is some online play, but I mean, come on. Like how of the online games you guys are playing, what are they? All shooters, right? Division, Call of Duty. They're I mean, all shooters. Borderlands. It, it yeah. tends Borderlands. to be the higher thing for people to play together, especially since it doesn't take that much amount of time. Like if you're talking about MMO, MMORPGs, that's like hours of investments on average. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, but when you guys play, there is some lag here and there. Not like, oh my god, like mm. Jerry's dropping out. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's pretty but consistent. That's true because yeah, we've, Jerry and I have had an issue here and there with division. You know, where all of a sudden yeah. one of us will just disappear from the world. Um, so, and what's even worse is is when you're uh, when Jerry got snapped. Jerry was in World Tier One. I still hadn't passed over yet. We were playing, so it scaled me up to his stuff, and then he dropped from the world. I immediately lost my tearing. So I'm sitting there fighting an enemy, and then all of a sudden it's like one bullet <laughs> dropped <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so it's um, overall, though, overall, like the whole thing with the console, like, oh, which console is better, et cetera, and the PS5 statement, I, I hate to say that, yeah, they're kind of oh, right, they're kind of true. Like I'm like a sixty percent on that one, well, just because PlayStation's always put out something where the games that when they launch are never, never up to what their full potential are. Never. But when those games that come out that are their full potential, 
that's what skyrockets the PS4 in sales. Yep, exactly. Totally agree. I think, which I am in agreement with Matt, I think he just doesn't like the fact that they're being pretty arrogant very early. Well, let's keep going with this. which Which I totally do agree. I think, like, hey, I mean... Calm it down. Yeah, like, slow your roll. You don't know what Microsoft is coming out with. They they did make announcements, but that can change. Nope. I just, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a little too early for them to be Well, here's the thing, though. Cocky. Let's keep going with the cockiness, and this is why it may help fuel maybe his decision, too, is because Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, in an interview with the Japanese publication Nikkei, said that they're looking to just acquire new studios. So they're going to go get more studios, just build out the warehouse. Um, They do not plan to support any indies at the Tokyo Game Show, which is big. Um, Sony has also come out and said they don't view Nintendo as a threat because it views Nintendo gamers as younger and not in their targeted demographic. That's a a no-no statement. That's a, yeah. I don't know about that. That's pretty bad because, one, I mean, you've got three of us here that are older than 30 that have Switches. I have people at work that have Switches that are older. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean. Steel's got the baby face. You know, baby face Steve over there still looks like he's like 18. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if that's something you really want to, like. Thank you. Oh, my God. But, you know, they know, said, uh, like I did a new cream and everything. I'm, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, evidence of said, my childishness. <laughs> and they said that they only view really as Microsoft as a very small potential threat and Stadia as a potential threat. So, Really cocky. You know what? That's Honestly, very granted, I know you absolutely annihilated this generation, okay, with the PS4. And you sold – they've sold 90 units or million units compared to which the last time Microsoft even put out numbers with the projection to now would probably be putting them at like, you know, a third of that. You know, it's like 40 million, something like that. But honestly, you don't know – what Microsoft has planned because they, they have 13 first party studios and we already know that halo infinite from what they've shown so far is stunning. And if it holds up to, if they, if they bring that series back to where halo used to be like when said, Bungie yeah, had that's it, that's a tall order though. I mean, like no, it is a tall order for Betsy Ross. Very tall and order, but, and, um, but the I mean, thing especially is with how still, long the story's been even running. Then, but the thing is, that's shooter. still just one game that they're. Oh yeah, one we don't first. Know what else? You're is right, happening. Jason. One first-person shooter legacy game that they're putting on their shoulders, where Sony still has a slew of of. Uh, exclusives that they're going to be coming out with and that are possibly going to be, you know, um, first run when the PS5 comes out. We know we're getting Horizon 2, Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima. We know God of War 2 is going to be coming, you know. 
I mean, right there, you've got rumor, those. rumors of a, of an, another Uncharted and uh, rumors of Jack and Daxter being yep. rebooted too. All of yeah. those not first person shooters. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and, and then, wait, but but to but to add on to the fact that they're not first person shooters puts into more effort and use of the specs of the system because they are going to be using higher rendering. They are going to be using more for the environments and so forth. Whereas like first person shooter, you're only within so far for your peripherals that you set in that game. Uh In the end though, I still think though, even granted they did amazing things with the PS4s, I still think it's extremely arrogant of them to say, you know, one, we don't view Nintendo as a threat. That's what I'm like irked with. That's a that's a huge because I don't get that either. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't know if they've seen the numbers yet, but um the last two years Nintendo has been kicking their ass. Well I mean I mean they've sold thirty million switches in two years. I mean, no, yeah, but as no, a whole, and, I, I, and as every whole, month, Sony like still that, won I feel like that. Oh no, no, that Sony not, still won. But the last two years, Nintendo has been cleaning up, and every been out longer than the Switch. Also, every single month this year and the last six months of last year, Nintendo has beaten them in sales. Okay. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with with Nintendo's catalog, and the fact is you had Smash Brothers coming out. But I still honestly is like, I think this is the difference between Phil Spencer and the team at Microsoft versus what's going on with with Sony. Sony is being the arrogant route that we're the big bad boy on the block, which they are. Fair enough. But Phil actually gives props to Nintendo and to Sony whenever they score big. They have a big release. Phil Spencer even said, hey, Sony Ben, congratulations on the launch of Days Gone. You know, you hardly ever see anybody at Sony outside of Sean Layden saying anything positive about Xbox or Nintendo. That's fair. I mean, there have been previous E3s that they like thrash on Microsoft during their presser. Well, I mean, intentionally 2013, the launch of the PS4. Hey, this is how you trade games. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, the whole thing, though, Nintendo, it's like I said, like three of you guys have uh, switches. Whether or not soon to be four, soon to be four. You know you're getting one. I I, probably I'm going to get one soon. Maybe the first paycheck. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, though, you guys have all switches. You guys can play online. It's the same thing. You guys can go portable. You can play other people online. You can play other people at a cafe because they have a switch too. You know, the same game. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the whole Game Boy theory all over again. And that's what Nintendo always wins on. Nobody has ever beaten Nintendo in the handheld. Not even phones. Sony, Sony tried, and they failed. Sony tried, failed. Sega, when they were back in the Game Gear, failed. Yeah. You know, like, you can't beat Nintendo with handhelds. They will always win that. And if they're making a system now that is completely handheld and that is their next gen system you you know you have you can stand at home put it in the console have it on your tv you can take it out go 
walk down the street, go get some fresh air while still playing. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? I really hope you're not walking along the street while playing that. Well, I mean, like, I don't have one yet, but it might happen. Especially <laughs> kids. So <laughs> let's let's talk about Nintendo, um, the other of the big three. Um, so July 18th um, is going to be the final Splatoon Splatfest. Um, they're calling it Splatocalypse. Uh, it's going to run for 72 hours. It's going to be Chaos, um, Pearl, or Pearl is the leader, and then, or the Order, which is the Mar- uh, Marina side. Um, they're going to have all all the previous 23 stages that they've had are going to be put into rotation the first 48 hours. Um, the new stage will debut in the last 24 hours. They're going to give special um, in-game gear that they're going to distribute through uh, the Nintendo News Channel on the Switch. Um, you talk about esports, right, and how Microsoft and Sony have kind of dominated that for years. But you look at two of the biggest esports titles right now, and they reside on the Switch: Smash Brothers and Splatoon. Splatoon is decent in the U.S., but you go over in Japan and all over there, it is massive. I don't know how I feel about that statement. They, you have Smash the GG still up there. Smash is, Smash the big, is one of the biggest esports right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean it's if it's right, definitely under Street Fighter. It's yeah, maybe really bigger than close. bigger than Fortnite and Fortnite doesn't have an esports scene yet. I would, and that's I would why say it, there's still a lot of things uh, bigger than Street Fighter. Like Street Fighter, they tend mm-hmm. to have like a pretty like focused fan base, whereas you have like the big hitters like. Um, like Call of Duty, which are on a massive scale, I think it's hard to say that Splatoon is up there. I could understand Smash Bros. Well, when Maybe. you look at the, you got to look at the worldwide scene though, not just within the U.S. Like but also, I'm not, even, I'm not even going just U.S. Like U.K. does a huge thing for Call of Duty, but I'm also going by on scale of what they show around the world, and like Call of Duty is hugely massive mm-hmm. compared to Splatoon. I never hear anything about a Splatoon being streamed on on YouTube. They actually do a lot sports. of it. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they do, but I'm sure it's not yeah. huge. Because otherwise, like if you go to a Call of Duty event, there is at least two thousand seats to watch it live. Dude, watch watch some of the Splatoon footage, and it's it rivals it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Mostly over it's like Australia and Japan and and overseas. It's got huge huge uptick. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is to kick off. Splatoon's support finally ending. Um, so Nintendo is going to no longer update the do updates or anything for it after uh, the Splatfest and um, turning on private party um, for Splatoon. So that would signal they're probably coming out with a third one because um, it's done pretty well. Um, now, that being said, Nintendo had their 79th shareholder meeting um, this past week. And this is where kind of it's interesting to kind of some of the things they talked about. Um, Shuntaro uh, Furukawa um, stated that one, they don't plan to censor any games um, unlike, you know, where we talked about Sony doing their sexual content thing, going above and beyond what the SRB does and his quote during the meeting was 
Nintendo, as do third parties and their software, applies for an objective rating from third-party organizations prior to release. Here in the U.S., it's ESRB. Mm-hmm. Um, over in the U.K., it's PEGI, P-E-G-I. Um, but he said, if platform holding companies choose arbitrarily, the diversity and fairness in game software would be significantly inhibited. We provide parental controls that can be used to apply limits. Honestly, I applaud Nintendo's you know, position on this. You I'm know, okay hey, with that. We all have a ratings board. We can put it yeah. through the ratings board, let them deal with it. And we have parental controls where you can say, I don't want my kid playing M-rated games. Yeah, right. You know, whereas we look at, you know, Capcom had some issues with um, Devil May Cry with the new one because they had to go in and put in little lens flare and stuff over certain scenes because Sony didn't want them to have it in there. So um, now also probably scenes of uh, the characters Trish and, you know, the women in the too much. Yeah, there's a scene where. Yeah. yeah, there's a scene where there's you can see one of the characters' butts, and Sony didn't agree with that, so they had to put a like a flare that was what a reflection of the you know light off the bike or something. Mm-hmm. So, but Sony must love The Witcher then. <laughs> well, The Witcher came out before they went to the new policy. True. So now one of the other things he touched on was the potential to add on to their online offering. You know, right now we know that's the uh, NES, essentially virtual console. But he said that at this place, we cannot tell new information about future uh, classic hardware, among others. But we are thinking about providing an extension of the online service, which is currently providing Famicom, which is the NES here in the States. Um, software, as well as other methods of providing them. We also recognize that there are opinions wanting to play past titles. Now, if anything can be said for Nintendo lately, they are listening to fan feedback in a big way because, like, Super Mario Maker 2 originally wasn't going to let you play online with your friends. Because there was so much backlash, they changed it. They put in a firmware update, you know, right there, or a software update right at launch that updated it so you can play with your friends online now mm. because of the backlash they listened to that so i think honestly we're probably going to be seeing something with super nintendo gamecube or and you know those coming down the pike and and hopefully relatively soon because of the fact is the wii u you had super nintendo you had nintendo you had n64 games on there you know you didn't have gamecube games but you know you still had the older console games so this is the first I, I time. I would say I would I would call uh, NES sooner than than GameCube. Oh, I would absolutely say that the Super yeah. Nintendo stuff would be the <laughs> first Nintendo's to come. You, yeah. They already dabbled with it with the 3DS XL by having Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, um, those on there. So, um, so classic, so good. Mm-hmm. So now one of the things they did say that. Um, they are not going to be changing that has had some backlash is that um for pokemon sword and shield they are not going to allow all pokemon to be imported like in past games so they're going to limit what pokemon are in this game um 
the producer uh, Junichi Masuda stated that you know just because some Pokemon are not included in Sword and Shield doesn't mean they won't be in the next one. So I think they're going to probably include the ones that are excluded this time around in the next uh, next iteration. So I, you know I'm not a Pokemon fan, so I don't understand the whole big deal with not having every single Pokemon in the entire world in the game. Because I don't really yep. see that being an issue. Isn't there like 800 or something now? I can I can see that I can see why they would monetize the amount of Pokemon because I mean some of the Pokemon from certain regions just don't don't belong with with some of the games. Like I can I can understand that. I don't think that that would be a huge problem. And that's what their thought 809, is. Just to let you 809. Yeah. 809. Just I would yeah, I would say for each game they would consider like oh okay so this amount of Pokemon. Yeah. would go with this game. Mm. And I think yeah, that's I'm, probably what it's going to be. Hey, you're in a different region now. So, yeah. yeah. of course you're going to have different Pokemon. A different region, yeah. Um, so, let's talk about some of the other news for Nintendo in that um, another game accessory maker, uh, this company is called Big Ben, and this article came out from Press Start, um, who picked up some of the pictures online from Big Ben, they released pictures of a new silicone glove for the Switch Mini. Again, and this is, I think, now you've got two vendors doing the same thing, is, again, you've got unibodied fixed Joy-Con designs. Mm. So these these silicone gloves are meant to just go right over the entire system. And the design is about the same size as between each of the thumbsticks. And that's going to be the entire size of the console. So that means a reduced screen size. Not necessarily. No, not necessarily because they also, from some of the renderings that people are putting out is it looks like it might have um, smaller bezeling on it. I mean, if you're going that far within the joysticks of the joy cons, that's still easily, easily an inch. And there is definitely not an inch amount of bezel. Well, when you look at it, I mean, some of the renderings are actually thinking about taking it from, you know, the screen going all the way out because oh, you no, think about it because you're not going to have the Joy-Cons being detachable right now. So that rail piece is gone now. So that gives you more room for screen. Yeah. Well, also, um, too, like if, if it's if they're not, the Joy-Cons aren't going to be detachable, is it going to be able to be like the full thing is... So one of the things, yeah. So one of the things they were talking about is that, um, you know, part of the thing of the switch was you could just dock it and it's good to go. Um, so they're thinking that you're going to probably get like a dongle or some type of an adapter that's so light to plug it into the TV. Um, and the rumors that are coming out now is that Nintendo is looking to probably officially announce it in a few weeks with an August to September release. Wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. But, so, I mean, like, still, yeah, like, you have pretty the, ambitious the Joy-Con, like, being July and everything. I think that's a yeah, little ambitious. The, the gyro. Th- Jensen, think of it this way. It's Nintendo. Most likely, they'll come out with, like, a mini controller or some sort of accessory that you'll probably have to buy if you get mm-hmm. the uh, Switch Mini. Uh, Purely just for the gyro. Yeah, because I like oh for the gyro probably yeah. yeah 
that's the fun part of having the the controller. The Joy Cons, yeah. Yeah. I like I like how I'm using this as my Joy Con, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> right. But uh, just just knowing knowing Nintendo, they'll probably come out with some sort of accessory or mini mm-hmm. <clears throat> mini controller cool. or like an or some sort of uh, yeah like dongle that you can put on one Joy Con and just use that while you're. Your uh, Switch Mini is docked or something, yeah. I Some think sort of, what it uh, is more so... Probably just get more Xbox Pro controller sales. Or, sorry, not Xbox. Um, Switch, Switch Pro, Pro controller. You mean this fine dandy yes. controller? Yes. That are so fantastic. They probably might have um, a Switch fix coming or something. Oh, interesting. But, you know, that being said, though, I think this is more <laughs> the DS killer. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because we know the DS is the DS is not they're not making games for it anymore. There's a couple of games that are still in the pipe from third party, but first party titles are done. Yeah. So it's, the it's, DS has had a long it's had a long life, but it's time to move and focus just on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. It is. Just like video game simulator, you know, you gotta upgrade. Otherwise, you can't be putting out those uh, games on the old systems anymore. Well, and I think when you look at The Witcher 3 going Switch and it putting everything onto the cartridge, I think CD Projekt Red knows something's coming for a, a Switch Pro. Because that's some pretty that's a pretty beefy game they're putting on a one-dip cartridge. It really is. That's the. I mean, that and game they, is huge. And they only lowered the res a little bit on it in terms of the rendering. So I still think we're going to see a Switch Pro, but I, I don't think we see it until after Christmas. Um, but as far as the rumored release date, I can see that happening because... Nintendo just shifted production of the current Switch to a facility in Southeast Asia to avoid the tariffs, which I'm happy to say as of today, the government is no is no longer going to include video games and board games on the 25% tariff list. Yeah. As of right now, you know, tomorrow could be a different story. But um, but this facility, though, was producing Switch stuff already. Nobody knows what was being produced out of that facility. They know it wasn't new switches, though. So that's where people think that this this facility that they moved new the current switch to could be. I've already been producing switch minis, hmm. so they might already have a stockpile ready to go. But you know, it's like it's going to be Nintendo, and they're going to ship like two per store, you know, to create the demand yeah. and make people hunt for them. So, oh yeah. Um, so, as we look to close things out tonight, um, Theo, did you beat Hugh yet? No, I did not beat Hugh. You are slacking, sir. Did you? I beat it today. Okay. So apparently it's not that much further for me. Then. No, it isn't. We had, I mean, yeah, honestly, it's probably another maybe half a dozen rooms. Oh, really? Um, but they're longer puzzle rooms though. It's not like they're going to be the quick rooms. So, I mean, maybe six to 10 rooms. Um, but one of the last final puzzles though is actually pretty hard. Okay. So, 
Um, nice thing is it, though, with it Hilo, might be a game that I actually finish <laughs> in this decade. Good lord! <laughs> right. Um, the nice thing is though, they give you a map option. Um, once you're done, and it tells you, it shows you all the different areas and oh, so how many of the uh, for the for the flasks and everything. And you can fast travel to those areas. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, Jason, how's uh, how's Final Fantasy fourteen treating you? You know what? It's pretty funny because uh, I've just been so busy with work and <sighs> oh, yeah, I have I've updated, but I have not like dived in as what it came, it came out yesterday. The old, I mean, what? the early release was last. You week. did the early release though. Early release. Normally, I. No, millions busy voices just cried out in pain. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I I'm I'm sad still because I, like, I feel I, like just for this you should be banned from the Square Enix booth next year. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk crazy now. <laughs> no, uh, you'll, you'll pry. You'll have to fight me, sir. No, I'll just see you paying people for shirts outside the booth. <laughs> but no, um. And plus, I was actually I was actually uh, finishing up some console games. Actually, you know, like, I need to get them out of the way because I want to be 100 percent focused. What did oh, you finish? I finished Darksiders three. Okay, I, I I liked it. After playing Darksiders Genesis at E3, I'm I'm a little toss up in there. I don't like the way that THQ Nordic's going with it, but. You know what? I'm still probably going to Genesis with Genesis. Yeah, they have that top down. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it. I wish Strife had its own game, just like War, Death, and so, Fury did. But, but that's the thing. It isn't like a side game. This is definitely Strife's story. Like it's from, from what I got from the demo. Yes, but then again, it's just a demo. It could so, be just a stage. Don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but I, mean, I, I I wish it was like the other ones where you could just over the like right over the back third person uh, third third person. person action adventure yeah yeah and that's just what was so great about the games keep it keep it just like the other three involve the story as always because that's the best part of the dark side that's why I've been buying and keeping up with them I finished that one I. I finally opened God of War. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> finally. You hate me, guys. I hate did you. you actually, did you actually start it? No, I didn't start it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you broke the seal. I but just did broke nothing more with it. Just break the seal, man. <laughs> and he even didn't do it on purpose. He, like, dropped it on the floor and it broke oh. open. Oh, <laughs> so, real quick, Jerry, you're. I know you're talking about potentially getting ps5 right from the get-go as am i but there is an this article just popped up on my news channel feed um for that i've got a playstation channel for there is an analyst at wedbush securities that is stating that because of all the hardware going into it the ps5 could be priced at 800 dollars. i mean it's still cheaper than my PC. <laughs> would you pay $800 at launch for that, Jerry? Or would you wait for them to drop it in price? Uh, no. 
I'm, I'll probably wait to buy it because I'll want to save up for it <laughs> for that <laughs> price. Um, I mean, I mean somebody gonna, did agree but, that they're going to drop $300 or sorry, $330, $330 on uh, Final Fantasy Collector's Edition. We know that's not happening. And I can do that. But I am dropping the 240 for the Cyberpunk Collectors. Is it oh, still available? Yep. It's still wow. available. Huh? Wow. That's Yeah. Cool. I want I want it. I need it. <laughs> I need is it. it br- is it breathtaking, Jerry? <laughs> it is breathtaking. Just like Keanu. Um Yeah, I'm a little but to be perfectly honest, I'm a little taken back that you're so excited for Cyberpunk. Because as far I'm as not, I remember, you, I'm not a you, first you person, net- yeah. But, but as far as I remember, you yeah, never yeah, got into either like Watch Dogs, which is like I feel is a little bit close to it. I mean, probably like half the game is Watch Dogs. Uh, I actually got into I, I actually got the collector's edition on Watch Dogs. Did you um, ever finish I finished the one game. of them? I, okay. I finished the first game. Um, I felt like the first game was a bit like the first Assassin's Creed, only a little bit more advanced, it was very repetitive. Okay, and that's so- what kind of deterred me from the second game, but more and more people told me, uh, give the second game a chance, it's way different, and I still I still want to play it, uh, and I haven't been able to. How do you uh, feel about Deus, though? Deus Ex? Deus Ex? Yeah. Not, it wasn't my thing. It just so then, then that's still, then, like, why are you so into Cyberpunk? The, well, I think the reason is... is Two words, Keanu, please. No, it wasn't just... No, I was, in, I, was in, I was into Cyberpunk when they first showed the, the first, uh, the, that first 40-minute gameplay demo uh, last year. Don't I was in wrong. it. Because it's got potential. It has a well, lot of potential. It's not only the potential, it's the vastness that, yeah, the, that, that it has, that the potential of the game has. But it's also Deus Ex was purely all uh, all first person and you could first person like uh, it was all first person shooting and but but the aspects of the game like how you can customize your character was very um, like Final Fantasy ish like uh, role playing much like a role playing game <laughs> Cyberpunk not only gives you the role aspect on what what augments and and uh, upgrades you want uh the world is way more interactive and you can also pick and choose vehicles to drive around the city so it's also you also get that third person view of when where you're driving so i I think it offers no but it's all it's all a third person view and it's would you agree with the statement that like Watch Dogs and Cyberpunk are pretty somewhat, similar? Somewhat close, but like I said, Watch Dogs, the first game, was very repetitive. I'm talking about missions, the, the story, everything you did, it was very repetitive. That's why I say it's so close to the first Assassin's Creed. That's not good for a game that's supposed to be like super advanced, and especially yeah. around the time that it came out, it was that repetitive. 
and it was a, a bit of a downer. But that's why people told me, check out the second game. You do way more, and the story's much cooler, which I do want to try it out. But that's what that's what entices me. It seems like Cyberpunk is going to be more vast. You can do a whole lot more things, and it has all of those different aspects in that one game, which is why I didn't like the other games in the first so let's, Like ASX, it was purely first person. Let's see, though, if Cyberpunk delivers on what they've promised. I because think it, it, is ambi- it is ambitious. It's CD, it's CD Red. It they, was true. They, yeah. They were they were supposed they they had a lot of backlash with Witcher, and they were like they're saying that it's going to be too big of a map, and like they delivered. The yeah. Witcher was an amazing game. So what I will say is kind of an amazing game right now is Mario Maker Two. Yeah, you enjoy that. Have you, have you been? I'm not. I'm not creative enough. I have not that. been playing. Nor I am I been, evil enough as Matt in order to love that game. Okay, I have not made I, I'm, the levels I'm a yet. Pure, I'm a purist. Mario, like, just give me the game. Just give me so, the game. I don't need to create levels. I well, just want to play the, the level. Is, so that's where the misconception is with this game is because there is a there's a story mode where you have kind of you have levels, normal Mario levels that have been designed by people at Nintendo. Um, you also can just go play levels designed by people, which I will say this. Kit and Krista from Nintendo Minute, their levels are jacked up. It is messed up. Yeah, see, no, I'm, I'm good. That's the goal. That's sometimes and, the goal. Yeah. And, like, Kits has one where you just start in this area, and it's got, like, the springboards, but it's got, like, two here, it's three in the bottom, and an entire wall facing in. So if you miss a step, you're bouncing back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're great levels. I mean, there's some great stuff coming out of it, and I plan to start playing some levels, but I am I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, from an Nintendo perspective, so I've been playing that in Hue. So chances are, Theo, I'll probably have to help you on the, the second to last puzzle room. Or I think it's the last puzzle room because that one was a royal pain. I ended up not going the way you showed me for the room we were talking about with the orange yeah. box. I did not keep it orange, and I still managed to finish it. Well then, see, that's what's great about that game is there's so many different ways to solve those puzzles. It's a very fun game. I love it. All right, <laughs> Jason. Well, wait. Yes. What, what, what's the uh, repercussions for a, a failed roll? Um, we're we're still in the Mickey or the Minnie Mouse years. Uh, so what what am I checking for now? Then I okay, mean, like I, I, I almost guys. want I almost want one of the repercussions to be that he has to do a show on helium. On helium? Oh God, that's a good <laughs> idea. Well, one, what, that's a what great. The heck? Okay, yeah. I, that I'm down for. <laughs> I'm down for. I'll I like, I'll like how you're them. fighting against okay. the Minnie Mouse ears, but so, you're down for the helium. The thing is, I I don't know where I can get a pair of Minnie Mouse ears. Oh, that's, that's easy. Like, oh, oh, that's man. easy. Just that's go to like a Target or Disney yeah. store. Because no, I'm like, okay. dude. So. What I'm going to say is, whatever Jason rolls, he's automatically going to get a minus four. Minus four? Because you opened God of War, but you didn't put it in your system and play it. Give me like a plus two or plus three then and for finishing Dark Darksiders 3. Come on, man. Like, Oh, no. Uh, you might get a, a plus one for that. I'll give you a plus, plus one. Maybe like a plus two. 
I'll give him a plus one. So he's minus three to minus his roll. Then. Three? Okay. Oh my god. Okay, and your target number is a ten. Oh, oh man, you got tons of room, dude. I don't know, man. That's that's, that's a rough. That's a rough. Roll. You got lots of room. You oh. need a thirteen or higher. That's it. Out of a D20? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you got it easy. No, no, man. My, my Pathfinder game, we barely, we barely beat the scenario. We barely <laughs> beat the easy. All right, roll All that right. D20. Uh, let's roll it. Here you go. You ready, guys? Yep. I don't Bam. think you got it. Ooh! Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Give me that critical. <laughs> yes. What did I tell you? You're going to have a flux right now. Oh, my God. Can roll right 20. D20, baby. right now. Flux. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me a give me a grunt, That's Jerry. You, you do a better grunt. Disbelieve me, going oh, forward yeah. now, Jason. D twenty, baby. So, with that being said, I want to thank like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and what a what a way to end this show, right? With a D twenty hitting a twenty, man. Wow. I just want to shout out to everybody out there. Thank you for listening to our <laughs> podcast. It's been a pleasure, like always. My good co-host Jay Brera, good co-host. <laughs> my God, Matt the hell are you good co-host. Really? He can't even do the end. He can't even do the closer. Right? You know what? It's my closing. I rolled a critical, critical twenty. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's. I still own your character sheets. So. Let me let me just just everybody be good to each other. Stay frosty. Stay <laughs> snap, Matt. Right, man. So. Let, let's do this for right, the mic folks. drop so, right now. Like, where is he? Can't this? mic drop. It's gonna hit a trampoline and go up and hit him again. So, you know, <laughs> let's do it right. You know, hey, absolutely. We like Jason said. We thank everybody for listening. Crashing game night with us tonight. Um, it it's always great to have people listening to us. Um, you know, we've got some little bit of things that are coming down the pipe um, that we're starting to work on. Um, so pay attention uh, to news on our Facebook page. And the website for when we start getting that those new projects up and running. We also did get days day one, part one and two uh, uploaded to the YouTube channel. So part of the our E3 experience is ready to go, so you guys can view. Um, Jerry's working on days three and or, uh, two and three. Um, so always, guys, if you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button, leave those comments. Definitely helps us uh, with the rankings and stuff on itunes and google play and all that um also please make sure to follow us on crashing game nights news channel on apple news always go to the website and because you can't say it right i want everybody to be excellent to each other and stay frosty let's not be good to each other yo hey you know what it's okay dog i got your back in the moment i was like i dropped the mic later nerd